With the injury bug hitting the Minnesota Wild, it looks as though they're going to make a roster move to call someone up from Iowa for next week's road trip. Wyatt Guerin joins the show today to answer the question, who are you going to call on today's episode of Locked on Wild? You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, you can view every episode of Locked On Wild absolutely free of charge on your favorite podcast platforms. On today's episode of Locked On Wilds, we are joined by Wyatt Guerin to take a look at some names who could potentially be called up by the Minnesota Wilds with news that Ryan Hartman has officially been put on injured reserve. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, host of Locked On Wilds, and the team is playing better, but the injury bug has struck and it has struck multiple times. Wyatt Guerin joins us today. And uh, Wyatt, it's, it was a slow start for the team. First time we've had a chance to uh, to have you on in a little while. So uh, I'm sure you are thrilled to see the team fighting through it and uh, being able to close out the month of October on a high note. Oh, man, those first couple of games, man, it's just ugly. Ugly hockey. <laughs> we went through, like, the stages of grief, like – lost to the Rangers like oh the Rangers are a good team and then they lost a couple more times and you're like and Bedard's starting to look pretty nice <laughs> uh I don't know if anyone seriously thought Bedard was th- gonna be a thing for this team they were kidding themselves but I did see people say stuff like that it like, yeah it was uh in, like yeah <laughs> it was a popular take but uh the team corrected the course corrected and the Wild finished the month of October 4-4-1. They beat the Canadians to move to 5-4-1. But the injury bug is hit. And the team is now without Jordan Greenway. They're without Marcus Foligno. They're without Ryan Hartman. They're without Brandon Duhame. And so before we take a look at some names who could potentially fill in on this roster from Iowa, let's just talk about some of the guys who have stepped up and have improved their performance here and have really helped fill the void and we're going to start with the guy who uh, nearly made the team out of training camp and has given a spark over the last two games with a couple of goals Mason Shaw looks like he might be uh, angling for a more permanent spot as opposed to just an injury call up Seth I've been saying it Shaw is raw it's it's uh, if you're president of the fan club I'm number two this is I mean I always thought he was going to be like, I thought he was a good prospect even when they drafted him. And then he had the whole injury, like tore his ACL a couple of times and just was always fighting to make the roster. But I, I didn't, I didn't even expect this out of I mean, he's a spark plug. Like you just throw him in and he's, I mean, and it seems like he has Dean's complete trust too. He's been out there over time, power play too. It's, it's electric to see a guy like that just step in and pretty much just own the chance at 
being like, hey, this is – who knows if I'll get called up again. I got to I gotta go out there and show out. Yeah, and he's he's been doing it in a manner that I think is really – something that coaches like is he just, he plays hard while he's out there. He wins puck battles, obviously scoring goals has been a huge boost, but I think the thing that sticks out to me the most was when Marco Rossi drew the uh, frustration of the Montreal Canadians at the end of that game after a clean hit. Yes, it was close to the boards, but it was a clean hit. And I don't know why Slikovsky stopped skating. He just stopped skating. I don't know. Well, and then I, I love Marty St. Louis, but he you can't put Arbor Chikai out there at that time in the game. Like you knew that guy was just gonna go run someone. And yeah. that's an issue with the depth being gone. Felino's out, Greenway's out, Hartman's out. That's your three guys that'll fight right there. No one was gonna step up to protect Rossi. It was scary. I I I was concerned. Yeah, and enter Mason Shaw, and he ended up being the one to do it. And uh, it's it's not like he just was like, "Oh, I guess I'll." Uh... Oh, he went balls out. He was <laughs> he was charging in there. He was ready to go. It was awesome. Yeah, he was he was raring to go, and he was he wanted to end it. It may not have been started necessarily by the Wild, but he was like, "This is if this is what you want to do, we're gonna do this, and that'll be the end of it." And so. I hope that whole business is taken care of, but something tells me that something tells me it probably isn't. Well, if you remember, so they they played the Canadians last game, and then like two games earlier, they played the Canadians, and the whole time, Jakai was he was trying to get one with Felino, and I think they were beating him so bad in the third period that Felino was like, "Dude, I'm not going to fight you. Like this does nothing for me. Like, <laughs> which is." good like you don't need to fight in that situation but uh, i mean jakai took down zach cassian that's just he's a scary dude yeah he's he's no slouch but mason shaw was like come on let's yeah. do this and um, Shaw's not a big guy either no so good on him yeah he was he was ready and you brought up one that i didn't think of uh dean going to shaw in the overtime period um against chicago and he he looks. Russo Russo had a quote from Shaw that was like, "Yeah, I was gripping the stick a little tight there." Well, like, you'd never know it, good. right? He just looks like he looks like a player that has been out there for a long time, and I think at this point, he absolutely has a role on this team. He was playing second line minutes against the Canadians on Tuesday night. He's not going to make it through waivers if they try to get him back down to the A. There's no way he makes it. It'll be Rem Pitlick. Yeah, it's but you know who you know who Mason Shaw reminds me of a lot. Funnily enough, is uh, Andrew Shaw. No relation. Same kind of style of play there. You remember Shaw from the Blackhawks? That guy, gritty, hard nosed, went in the corners, but you know he'd find the back of the net every once in a while too. Yeah, and the Wild have need for that. They have a big need for that right now, and so kudos to Mason Shaw for playing that role. And for uh, for doing his part to uh, to help the team here when they uh, are missing some of their big the big hitters the big uh, the big enforcers on this team. But uh, we are going to attempt today to come up with some names as to players that could get the call. Who are you going to call? 
uh, as the Wild look to the uh, Iowa roster to try to get a couple of fresh bodies ahead of the road trip. It's not going to happen for uh, tonight's game when people are listening to this to the Kraken. Sounds like the team is just going to roll with 11 forwards and 7 defensemen. So I would expect, though, a roster move before Tuesday. Um, So we're going to try to see some of the names that could potentially be a call-up for the Minnesota Wilds as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. They are your number one source for betting, whether it be the NFL, the World Series, the NBA, the NHL, college football, you name it, they have you covered. You can find all the latest player developments, plus matchups for the biggest games, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis for every sport. And as always, BetOnline.net remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head over to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen today, make sure you check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. The biggest games, the biggest talkers, and the biggest headlines, all from our Locked On insiders, and all in 30 minutes or less. Locked On Sports Today can be found on your favorite podcast platforms, absolutely free of charge. Seth Topol joined by Wyatt Guerin today to take a look at some names that the Wilds could look to to fill spots on the roster. And Wyatt, tell you what, let's let's just do this. We'll throw names out there. And we'll talk about them a little bit, um, whether we where we like them as potential fits on lines. And so we'll uh, we'll just throw names out there. We'll talk about them a little bit, and I imagine you'd have a, a few. So we'll uh, we'll go through them here over the next couple of segments. So just toss one up in the air, and we'll uh, we'll discuss. You know, the name that I really wanted to see, I wanted him to make the team this year, was Nick Patan, but unfortunately. He's hurt, too. So it's not just the Wild getting hit by the injury bug. It's the whole organization. Yeah, and the funniest thing throughout the course of uh, of training camp was that he was such an intriguing fit on the Erickson Eck felino greenway line in place of Jordan Greenway. But you look, and he's like 5'9". He- yeah, he's, he's like the... <laughs> The little part of the the enforcer line is weird, and not to not to say that that's a bad thing because no, not at all. He was playing that role, and you know you can have success at that size. It's it's not as easy, but he just was bringing this real, I think, similar skill set to what Jordan Greenway brings to the table in a smaller frame. Yeah. But yeah, I think he would have been near the top of the list of guys because that, I think, is the biggest thing that the Wild at this point are looking to replicate in the guys that they are missing on the ice. And, you know, the, the tough thing is is Patan is a guy, like, much like uh, Stephen Fogarty, that he's already got NHL experience. Uh, he played for the Jets and the Leafs, I want to say. So 
you're not calling up a guy that's going to be freaking out, like having that, oh shit, this is the NHL moment. Like he's been there before. He knows how to handle himself. So Patan really would have been probably, he probably would have gotten called up before Fogarty, but yeah, unfortunately going to have to wait on that. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully before too long, depending on how long the injury situations are, um, Maybe he would be a name that they go to once uh, once he is back and healthy. But, yeah, for, for these purposes, for what we expect to happen next week, he's just going to be off the list. So for the one-of-us crowd, though, the two guys leading the Iowa Wild in scoring right now, Sammy Walker and Nick Sweeney. So if Billy wants a scoring punch – depth that's your call up but again those are two guys that Sammy Walker was playing college hockey last year Swainy's yeah. been playing in the in the for a little bit but I, I, I mean you just don't know how the guy how they're going to respond to that I mean Swainy's a little he's taller but he's not like a big guy and Sammy Walker's He's he'd be another like Mason Shaw, Marco Rossi sized guy that I just don't know what they're gonna do when a guy like Arbor Jakai goes out there and wants to pummel Marco Rossi when your three biggest fighters are hurt. Like yeah. I don't know who's gonna fight right now. Mid- Middleton, I guess. No more Dumba fighting. <laughs> that did that didn't end well no. last time. No, um, so, not just I, I, not just against the Chuchucks, but he should just the Kachuk. Sorry, his role. at this point, it's yeah. not his role. It's no, leave it for Middleton or or Shaw. Uh, yeah, let him do but it. I guess at at this point, though, like, are you would think your two top scorers would be the first guys you look at, mm-hmm. but that's not what the Wild need right now. No, they need muscle. Depth, like literal depth, not not scoring punch. And I don't know if Sweeney or Walker can can do that. I mean, I, maybe I I don't know. Yeah, my my thoughts on it are that if you and you know we've seen it with Mason Shaw, if you had some guys further down in the lineup that you felt comfortable elevating, Shaw already has done that. I mean, I could see you doing that with Connor Dewar or Sam yep. Steele. But I think you're right on. I think the thing that this team needs to replace in the lineup right now is some of that punch, some of that hit, some of that fight um, until those guys start to come back because otherwise you're going to have to, if you don't get an element of that in your game, you're going to have to just start like, outrunning people and not to say that the wild can't do that but then when you go up against those teams that are bigger they stand a really good chance of being able to just kind of get in front of you and slow you down hey you know what cody mcleod's a coach for the iowa wild right now we just get him up on a pto give him a couple of games beat someone's face in that'd be really (laughs) weird if that guy ever played for the actual wild Um, you remember uh, Stefan Veyu in the playoffs that one year? Oh, giving yeah. The, giving him the teeth. Oh, I love that. That was so funny. 
Yeah, I I mean, I'm sure McLeod would jump at the opportunity to get back on the <laughs> ice. Um, I don't – then again, maybe not. That guy's got to be like – late 30s by now right like yeah he played for a while this is his first year not playing for the iowa wild he's i would imagine he probably is is comfortable just being on the sidelines at this point not going through yeah. the rigors of an nhl season um i don't know what the wild look at a player like brandon baddock who that's the name i've been hearing tossed around lately i'm not really familiar with his game i i honestly just looked into him today. Couldn't tell you much about him, but if he's a guy that's willing to step in, throw the body, be a protector, well, it, it might be that might be your only choice. I have good news for you. Uh, he okay. fought at anything that moved in the preseason. Perfect. So get him it, up here. Yeah. If you if you're looking for if you're looking to fill that box, check mark. Like he will do it. And he will be happy to do it. So it's an intriguing name. Um, and, you know, you've got some of the you got some of the long time. Well, long time. It feels weird saying long time because some of these guys are still like 22, 21 years right. old. Like Chafee last year getting a call up. Beckman yep. the last couple of years getting a call up. But I feel like I feel I like those guys are guys Billy wants to keep. Yeah, there just for more seasoning, because let's be honest, Beckman was in way over his head last year when he came up. That's not a bad thing. No, like it's going to take some time, but they just need to stay. Yeah, like you also don't want to just totally gut out your AHL team either. Correct. Yeah. And I, I think that's a good call. And those guys is just, you know, putting them on a specific plot, uh, specific path and saying, you know, here are the things we want you to do. Just go right. do it. And we'll. We'll give other guys a chance to come up here and uh, and get their first taste. I'll throw another name out there, uh, Damian Giroux. Uh, he's a fifth round pick a few years ago. I know he's more of like the grindy type, but he's been down in Iowa for a little bit, so that'd be a guy that you know he, it'd be his NHL debut, but he wouldn't be like bright lights. Every, like he would at least have some professional experience by this point. Then. Yeah. Yeah, those so, are those are intriguing. Those are all intriguing possibilities for this team. Um, ultimately, I think the route they end up going is trying to get a little more physicality up here because worst case scenario is you just end up giving additional shifts to Kirill, to Matt Boldy, right. to Matt Zuccarello, um, right. and you just kind of go from there. So we'll see which names are. Uh, are picked or which name is picked depending on kind of where things are at. It sounds like maybe one of the combo you know who else can fight Cramarosa. I forgot about him. Oh, Jay Crams. He'll get up there and throw some, some fists. And he's, he's been up before. Yeah. I think he was, I think he played like a full season with the ducks one year. Another guy. I like that. I would bet, I would bet it's him over Baddock. I'll say that. I, yeah, I agree. I think that, um, yeah, that was one that I hadn't considered, but I think that's yeah. put him up near the top of the list. Yeah. I just, for me, the guys like Walker, Sweeney, Beckman, Chafee, they're, that's not what they're looking to replace right now, for yep. one. 
And for two, a, guys like that that can score and have, like, the talent and the drive to be a playmaker and, like, a goal scorer in the NHL, you don't want to just throw them on the fourth line for half a season. And, I mean, that's how Nino Niederreiter almost got messed up. The Isles just threw him on the fourth line, and they basically gave up on him. So, yeah, I bet it's Cramarosa. That I I, I like that. <laughs> I like your train of thought. I think that I I think that sounds like a a good spot to go for them for uh, for what yeah. they're looking for. So we'll see who ends up getting the call. But um, those are some names for sure that uh, the Wild can consider. Uh, we'll finish up with just some general thoughts on the season so far and uh, kind of look ahead as we finish today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wilds. Once you are finished with your first listen today, make sure you check out the Locked on NHL podcast to get the full lowdown on everything going on throughout the NHL from all of our team insiders. Locked on NHL can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts absolutely free of charge. Seth Topol and Wyatt Guerin hanging out here uh, talking about the Minnesota Wild. And one of the things that was encouraging from the Montreal game, I mean, we saw at the start of the season, really, really good stuff from the top unit of the Wild's power play. And then it cooled off a little bit, but then they got a power play goal uh, against the Canadians. What have you thought of the top unit for the uh, the Wilds power play through the first 10 games of the season? Started off hot, like you said. My gripe for years with our power play was for as long as I've been alive, they always come up the ice on the breakout and try that little back pass, and then that guy does a back pass, and then that guy gets stopped at the blue line, either gets dumped in. And the Wild have always had issues getting the puck in the zone, carrying the puck in the zone. And finally, they got a guy in Kirill that can do that almost every time. And this year, it seems like they're really letting him off the leash and just being like, hey, man, you get the puck, bring it in the zone, and we'll worry about setting up the power play after that because they, I mean, what they were like coming into the Montreal game, they were ranked like number four in the league. Yep. And that was after going cold. So they could be as high as two, three right now after that last goal. So it's working. Um, you know, right now, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think the only, the the only thing, and this is, I think we're seeing what they're going to do to fix this is that you have stacked the deck so full on the top power play unit that PP2 is an adventure at times. But we have just seen Dean's willingness early in the year to just say, PP1, you're just you're just playing the whole two minutes. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing that's made it this year is Kalen Addison quarterbacking that power play is a whole world of difference than Matt Dumba. I mean, Kalen Addison is doing things on the power play that we thought Matt Dumbo was going to be able to do. So that is be him and him and Kirill the other day. I think they sat there and sauced it two or three times back and forth to each other, and it was just so Addison, Caprizov, 
carrying the puck in. That's why it's working. Yep. Stacking the deck, though, you get the second unit out. It's, I mean, as much as we just hyped up Mason Shaw, he shouldn't be on the power play in the NHL right now. I don't even think Marco Rossi should be yet. And he's the big gun on the second power play right now. So. Right. And you can say injuries and whatnot, but, I mean, your second power play forward unit is Mason Shaw, Frederick Goudreau, and Marco Rossi. I, that's 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 tough. <laughs> let's, no. Let's just call a spade a spade. That's <laughs> tough. It's... Yeah, so you're you're basically at this point just hoping that that top unit scores within the first like minute. Um, right. It's just like they don't get they're not ever rattled if they if the other team clears they just calmly bring it back up. But it's just I get like hypnotized watching them do their thing. They with, cycle it so well. Oh my god! It's ridiculous. And it's it's four guys cycling it because Erickson X job is to park his ass in front of the net. Yeah, and he does that well. Zuccarello, Boldy, Kaprizov, Addison, and they just, they lull you to sleep. Yep. And so that's been a revelation. Um, What do you think about, let's talk penalty kill, because the penalty kill, the numbers aren't super great, but I feel like this is kind of the trade-off of what they're doing this year compared to last year by being more aggressive and you point to the goals that they are giving up on the penalty kill, and it's because they were aggressive trying to make a play. Do you think, and I think they're at like 77% right now on the kill, do you think this is something they're going to have to tweak, or are you comfortable watching them just continue to be aggressive for the most part with the assumption that there are going to be times where a team just passes their way through it and gets a good look. I'm a big fan of aggressive penalty kill because if you just sit in the box, it that's how the wild power play operates so well is because a lot of the times the teams are sitting in the box and they're just cycling it till they pass their way through it, like you said. So I wouldn't say change it or like switch anything up just yet. I think right now the penalty kill is just waiting on reinforcements. Honestly, I mean, you got Felino out, Hartman out. Both those guys kill penalties. I yeah. think Greenway kills penalties every once in a while. So right now I think it's just a lack of experienced NHL penalty killers because what is it right now? Like Shaw, Dewar, I mean, like Duhame's not even there to kill. So it's it, you just got to wait for the reinforcements. And if it's still not working after that, then maybe you can start saying, all right, what do we have to do differently here? Yeah, and it's, I mean, you look at the early part of the season so far, and it's like, it's notably different. It's visibly way different than what they were doing last year. Like, they just, you can count multiple clear attempts pretty much every kill, whereas last year, it's like there were multiple penalty kills where I don't think they even got it out of the zone. Yeah, they were hemmed in way too much last they last year the penalty kill was caught puck watching a lot. So I would rather Dean be telling them, you know, go out there and try to bust someone's ass on the PK. Like Yeah. Scared money don't make no money, basically. Like <laughs> gotta go. <laughs> I, I I love that. Like, 
one of my biggest pet peeves in hockey is just sitting in the box and not being yep. at least semi-aggressive on the PK because that's just a recipe to get scored on. Yeah, it, it allows your opponent basically unlimited amounts of time to do whatever they want. And you really can't force a team into mistakes unless you go out and meet them and try to get them to commit to a pass before they're ready. In the instance of the Ottawa Senators game, where it was a power play at the end of the game and Ottawa tried to go six on four, Wild pressed. Senators were super disjointed at the beginning of it, and the Wild ended up with an empty net goal. And it happened against Montreal too. Make them make a play, basically. Yep. I love that. Make them make a play. Yeah. yeah. So, one last thing. Shout out Marc-Andre Fleury. Because that guy was getting just obliterated by the media here. <laughs> last five games, five W's. So, yeah. he's turned it around. Flower power. He is, yeah. uh, he is a huge part of why this team... Is, uh, is back on track. So we uh, we love to see it. I predicted that he will follow up his third star of the week with the Locked On Player of the Month for November. So we'll see. But uh, all in all, just good to have you the team. You should really change that Locked On Player of the Month award to like Locked On Player of the Month besides Kirill. Because <laughs> at this point, he could be the wild player of every you, month. You know what it's- we'll do? We'll just call it the Kirill Kaprizov Locked On Player of the Month. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> just name the award after him, then yeah, he can't yeah, win exactly. it. Yeah, well, exactly. All in all, the Wilds have got things back on track, and it makes our jobs that much more fun. So, uh, Wyatt, thank you for joining, as always, uh, to take a look at some names we may see the Wilds call up next week. We'll keep an eye on who that is, and of course, we will keep you up to date here on Locked on Wild. So make sure you're following along by subscribing on your favorite podcast platforms as well as on YouTube. Hit the notification button so you don't miss out on any of our videos throughout the week. We are keeping you up to date with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.